Hi, I'm Katrina Domingo, and this is Business Nightly. Coronavirus death toll soars to almost 640, while confirmed cases reach over 31,000. The new deaths include Chinese doctor Li Wenliang, who was among the first to raise alarm over the disease. But the World Health Organization says it's still too early to claim the outbreak is peaking. There has that been that constant increase in, in cases in Hubei uh, province, but we haven't seen that same acceleration in provinces outside Hubei. But as you said, Stephanie, and you are correct, there are cycles of transmission, and we may see those cases increase in the coming days. Meanwhile, 41 more passengers of a cruise ship docked in Yokohama, Japan, have tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus. This brings the total number of confirmed cases on that ship to 61, among them a Filipino crew member. Now, as cases continue to rise, in intensified efforts against the spread of the disease continue across the world. The countries include Australia, which is set to evacuate more of its citizens from the Chinese city of Wuhan. It has been our government's total focus in relation to the coronavirus to ensure that we are doing everything we can to ensure Australians are kept safe and we're doing everything on the best medical advice to protect their health and well-being. Fitch Solutions sees lower economic growth for China because of the Wuhan coronavirus. It cited the disruptions in global supply chains and weakening demand. It's also expressing concern for South Asia, saying those countries don't have enough policy space for growth, which may result in a possible slowdown. We did note in our in our recent report um, that the the Chinese economy is at at a weaker footing compared to what it was about, say, 10 years ago when the SARS virus outbreak took place uh, to actually support uh, businesses, um, local businesses, and, and therefore we do expect demand from China to slow down at a faster pace. We are particularly concerned uh, for growth in South Asia um, because those countries have fairly weak healthcare sectors. Despite multiple downgrades on China's economy for 2020, at least one analyst is keeping a positive stance. British economist Jim O'Neill echoes Beijing's official statement, saying China's economic growth will resume despite damages caused by the spread of the virus. The quicker you shut things down and know that you have confidence you're controlling the infection spread, the more confident you can be that in the second half of the year, maybe the second quarter, you get a big recovery. Actually, the overall growth performance for the year won't be negatively affected. ING Bank Manila believes the possible fallout from the spread of the novel coronavirus is prompting global central banks to cut rates earlier than expected. Apart from the Philippine central bank's rate cut on Thursday, Thailand's central bank also unexpectedly cut its benchmark interest rate to record lows, with Japan and Singapore looking to follow suit. Now, markets are seeing a possible rate cut from the U.S. Federal Reserve as well. Now, as for the Philippine economy's growth, ING Bank senior economist Nicholas Mapa echoed the Philippine central bank 
Max view. The virus outbreak could shave off 0.3 percentage points from the country's full-year GDP. But he does see a silver lining in terms of investments. Um, but with BSP sort of, you know, rectifying that, they're, they're dialing back some of that uh, tightening. I'm, I'm guessing we, we start to see some investment momentum uh, come back uh, to life. Uh, we're seeing that in the bank lending numbers, uh, which, which fell all the way down to about 9%. Now, now seeing a, a, a nice uh, pickup, I think about 10.7% growth, uh, two straight quarters of uh, improvement. If this trend continues, we start to see more bank lending activity. Here at home, Philippine health officials attempt to calm fears over the looming arrival at the new Clark City quarantine facility of Filipinos repatriated from the center of the novel coronavirus outbreak in China. But as Caroline Howard tells us, authorities face yet another challenge, that of convincing persons under investigation for possible infection to undergo quarantine. The Philippine government pulling all the stops to ensure appropriate quarantine measures for repatriated Filipinos from China's Hubei province. Health Secretary Francisco Duque says around 45 Filipinos who are expected to return home in the coming days will be placed on 14-day quarantine in the Athletes' Village in New Clark City in Tarlac instead of Fort Magsaysay in Nueva Ecija. Duque says the Athletes' Village first used during last year's Southeast Asian Games will be placed on lockdown to prevent the possible spread of the novel coronavirus. We go at great, great length uh, to ensure that uh, we will provide uh, the best uh, possible place. And we have identified this as the best possible place and that this will undergo a lockdown so that uh, uh, the ingress or the egress uh, of people uh, will be absolutely uh, controlled. The assurance comes as the local government voiced concerns from residents over the health and economic repercussions of making the athletes' village a quarantine site and imposing a lockdown. City Mayor Reynaldo Katakutan claims the local government wasn't consulted before the decision was made. He also appealed to President Duterte to find an alternative location. Duque, however, says they are taking steps to convince the local government of Capas Tarlac. Being citizen of the BCBA has uh, uh, reassured me that he will uh, communicate with the local leadership uh, of, uh, of Capas Tarlac. Uh, to explain to him, and hopefully uh, this will be resolved. Everybody, not only DOH, but all the other agencies, are going to make all necessary arrangements to make sure that there's no risk for the community. We will appeal naman sa, sa puso't damdamin nila na i-welcome natin itong mga kababayan natin dahil sisiguraduhin naman ang lahat ng ahensya ng gobyerno na hindi malalagay sa panganib yung kanilang mga mamamayan. Meanwhile, Health Undersecretary Eric Domingo reveals some OFWs have reported their families have discouraged them from coming home over fears of spreading the novel coronavirus. Lalo na ako nakalagpas sa 14-day quarantine period, tapos na-test natin na negative. Then gusto lang naman siguro nila umuwi sa mga pamilya nila. The DOH is also appealing to patients under investigation to cooperate. The call comes as the health department revealed nine out of 215 patients under investigation have refused to be quarantined. The DOH is now working with local governments and the police to help reach out to the concerned PUIs. We would like to urge everyone, especially the PUIs who refused admission, to please cooperate with the DOH. Their LGUs and the Philippine National Police. We're trying, still now working with the LGUs to convince them 
and of course working with the embassies to, for that. Hindi sila pwede ma-force no? I mean, to... to um, no, I think, you know, if it comes to that, we, we, it, it might come to a forced uh, quarantine. The DOH has also identified 441 people who came into contact with the first two confirmed cases of the Wuhan coronavirus here in the country. Authorities also waiting for the arrival of WHO validated rapid test kits to shorten the waiting time for test results. Caroline Howard, ABS-CBN News. Real estate specialist Goliers International says hotels are already being hard hit by the coronavirus global health scare. It believes the rest of the real estate sector may not be too far behind. Juan de Guzman reports. President Rodrigo Duterte has a blanket travel ban in effect on all visitors from mainland China and its special administrative regions, an effort to contain the 2019 new coronavirus, which has already made it to Philippine shores. Colliers International Philippines Managing Director Richard Raimundo says the ban is costing the hotel sector millions of pesos a day. Numbers out there are saying 20 to 40 percent. It is a big number. So if you, if, if you look at the room rate of, let's say, $200 and you have uh, uh, 300 rooms in, in one hotel and that gets canceled for how many nights, room nights. So that's, that's your effect on, on that. Then it has a, a ripple effect on your F&B, on your banquet, uh, and your other subsidiaries in your hotel. Using Raimundo's example, a hotel with 300 rooms at $200 each is losing 12 to 24,000 US dollars or 600,000 to 1.2 million pesos a day. And that's only from room cancellations. Businessman Injapsia says his Hotel 101 brand is seeing only minimal cancellations, but he attributes that to his target market as a three-star hotel focused on domestic visitors. As of February 6, his Hotel 101 Manila, with 442 rooms, has an occupancy rate of roughly 85%. But the Philippine Travel Agencies Association says it is likely the rest of the sector is doing worse than Collier's initial assessment. Um, I think that's a, that's a, that's a more conservative uh, number. Let me just compare it a little bit with the other, with the previous uh, virus scare that we have. The big, the big difference is that for coronavirus, we have a travel ban, a total travel ban on a, on a certain, on a certain uh, group of tourists. Before, it was merely a travel advisory. PTAA says it is now focusing its efforts on bringing in tourists from other markets, and that includes the domestic market, which, as Injapsia says, is doing fine. But PTAA says the coronavirus and all the disinformation surrounding it may also dissuade tourists from other nations from coming here. That's a big problem, considering China is already a big chunk of the market. Over 1.7 million tourists came from mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau from January to November 2019, second only to Korea. Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Ernesto Pernia says they have prepared a preliminary assessment of the impact of the ban based on a 100% reduction in Chinese tourists and a 10% decline in other foreign tourist arrivals. Estimates that if the coronavirus thing will last for one month, then the effect will be something like uh, 0 0 0.06% uh, of, uh, of the gross value added or, you know, the GDP for, and then if it is for up to June, so in, in effect uh, five, mo five months, then it will be about 0.3%.
and if it is uh, up to uh, December, the whole year, so uh, 11 months in effect, uh, it will be about 0.7% uh, impact on GDP. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Collier says the blanket travel ban could also affect Philippine offshore gaming operators by preventing employees from mainland China from returning to the Philippines. That could impact both office and residential occupancy. But Collier also says the scare could be a positive for Pogos as mainland Chinese opt to gamble online instead of visiting brick-and-mortar casinos in other countries. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. Philippine shares ended the week on a dollar note, with the central bank's latest interest rate cut not doing much for the local market. But as Michelle Ong tells us, the main index at least managed to break a four-week losing streak. Philippine shares under pressure all day like most Asian markets, instead of cheering the Philippine central bank's much-anticipated rate cut. Asian stocks were trading lower as investors awaited China's trade data for January that was supposed to come out 11 in the morning, but was not yet released by closing time. For the day, the PSE index finished flat at 75.07 on thin trade. We rebounded by almost 400 points. But the, the, big, the big question is, are we going to sustain this um, moving forward? Because um, we need to remember that we've broken down from a long consolidation uh, last year. Uh, so the key for our market to probably uh, negate the current trend is to probably sustain it at above 7.5. Analysts also not too worried about the coronavirus causing a sustained drop in the markets. If we were to look at the period um, where there was so, uh, uh, global interest in SARS in, May, in March 25 to April 24, uh, the average performance of the Philippine stock market was actually a 6.2% uh, gain on the average. What we saw initially was more of a knee-jerk reaction to this coronavirus, Paal. Uh, but now we're starting seeing uh, a potential shift. So this is more of a bargain hunting on the part of investors. In corporate stories, Manila Water shares wiped out all of Thursday's 10% gains and then some on tender offer news. After buying 25% of Manila Water and getting a 51% voting interest, Enrique Rezon's Prime Metroline Holdings has disclosed its intention to make a mandatory tender offer for the shares of Manila Water at an offer price of 13 pesos per share, same price for his purchase of Manila Water shares. With a tender offer at 13 pesos, I do think that the tender that at the 13 pesos level, uh, there's going to be support at that price. We may see it hitting there, but I don't think it's going to plunge uh, lower than 13 pesos. This is also positive for MWC in the in the long term, as uh, it's also an, an infusion of an additional uh, capital for the company for future uh, expansion of its operations uh, here locally and probably in the future uh, outside of the country. Meanwhile, San Miguel Corporation has filed with the SEC its registration statement and prospectus for its planned 60 billion peso commercial papers program with an initial offer of 15 billion pesos with an oversubscription option of up to 5 billion pesos. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News.
That's Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive contents of our shows online. Reach out to us at ANC Feedback at abs-cbn.com. Have a great weekend.